I used to feel so devastated. Let it breathe. This, this one's for you, Dion. At times I thought we never make it. But now we on our way to greatness. And all that ever took was patience. I, I, I used to feel right, so here devastated. Here you go. Get ready. Alex Ramirez, Dance Fever. If you're listening Back, on baby. Football training camp three days away, Joey. If you're not com. ready for football, then get out of my studio. Hey, hey, let me say this, man. Nine, the ninth NFL season for the final word begins today. That's right. Nine NFL Joe, you had hair nine I did. Years ago, I man. did, man. Nine years ago, Look my first show. Come on, man. I didn't have any hair nine years ago, man. I haven't had hair since 2000, man. <laughs> I don't even think I had hair when I first met Dion Malcolm, did I? Did I have hair when we first met? Joe, always been bald. I did. I did not have hair, man. Hey, that's right. Oh, come on, I man. Not the fanny pack thing again, man. I have pack. never had a fanny pack. Anyway, let's go and talk a little bit before we get to the amazing Cody Rourke. We'll tell you a little bit about Ted Shee, attorney at law. Alimony, divorce, child support, child custody. It doesn't matter. He's your man. He can be a bulldog or he can be the most sentimental, caring guy in the world. He be, he'll be what he needs to be to win you your case. Give him a call today at 303-475-2981 or send him an email at theoshi at AOL.com. Joe, what happens when That's, you mention on, the final on, word, Joey? That's T-H-E-O-S-H-I-H. Theo she at AOL.com. And Alex, I was going to ask you, what happens when you mention the final sure, word? Sure, you get a free one-hour consultation that can what? It could change the trajectory of your life. Absolutely, Joey. He's been practicing family law here in the Mile High City for the last 35 years. He knows the courtrooms. Like you mentioned, he is, he is a junkyard dog. But at the same time, he also wants both parties, the female and the male, to come out with an outcome that makes sense for both parties. Give him a call today, 303-475-2981, and mention the final word. We have sent over uh, many, clients, many, clients. Many, many clients to him, and all of them, nothing but Ray reviews. That's Theo she, uh, AOL.com. Send him an email or give him a call today at 303-475-2981. Our next guest is the amazing Cody Rourke. I call him Adam Schefter Light because he, if he says it, it's generally right. And I'll tell you what, the, he's one of the best Twitter follows as well. I believe it's at Cody Rourke NFL. Is that correct? Cody? Yes, it is, gentlemen. Thank you oh, so there we much. go, man. I'm like, hey, yeah, okay, there you go. I just wanted to make sure we had a good connection. Hey, Cody, uh, training camp begins here in three days. Super excited to have you part of the team. I talked to you last week, and, you know, you've been with us now for, I believe this will be our third year together, talking with you about the NFL and just watching the growth of you as, as a guy who I, I believe I came up to training camp and, and just started chopping it up with you three or four years ago, and we started having you on the program and watching your development as a journalist. It's just been amazing. Uh, you've had you've got a big project coming up, I believe, with Mike Cliss and Rod Mackey coming up later. I'll let you talk a little more about that later. But the training camp is these times of optimism, right? I mean, everybody's happy. Everybody's joyous. Their team's going to win the Super Bowl. And then reality kind of sets in for different teams at different parts of the year. As the training camp, we're on the precipice of training camp, where do you see the Denver Broncos? Are you hopeful, optimistic, or do you feel like there's still an awful lot of holes to fill on the roster? Where do you see this team as it currently sits? And good morning to you. Thanks for making time for us. Well, you know, I don't think, uh, I don't think there's any one area. You know, every year things change, right? We look at the offseason, we look at all the offseason moves in free agency, the NFL draft, and I think that every year my hope is that fans – 
you know, enter with just some optimism. You know, and I get that in the last five years, the Broncos haven't won any games. And so there may not be a lot of reasons for optimism. But if you look in the, the lens of what happened last year or the year before, you're always going to be stuck in that one-track mind of nothing's ever going to get better. We have no idea what the Broncos will look like this season. But what we can tell you, based on paper, the defense looks like it could be one of the most talented units that the Broncos have seen in the last five to six years. I mean, with all the potential that they have, pending these storylines, whether or not Von Miller can stay healthy, Bradley Chubb can stay healthy, can the secondary get more takeaways? You can make the argument that on paper there is much more optimism about the Broncos' defense right now than maybe in 2015. There's a lot of talent there, but there was also a lot of veteran experience on that 2015 team. So when you look at it in comparison, the Broncos' defense this year, there's some veteran talent on there, but there's a lot of young talent and a lot of potential that this unit had. So the defense should have people excited. The biggest question for this team, what is the offense going to look like? I think the addition of Javante Williams, probably one of the most exciting offensive additions so far this offseason, Corlett Sutton returning. There's a lot of optimism that Broncos fans should have with his return. Tim Patrick being back, Jerry Judy entering year two, Noah Fant year three. I mean, there's so much that I think that Broncos fans should have a little bit of optimism for. So, you know, until we see otherwise, you know, I'd say Broncos fans hopefully approach Wednesday's practice when fans will be allowed at the UCL Training Center with some optimism, some excitement about what maybe can come in 2021. Cody, good morning to you. Look, uh, here's my thing. Um, every year there's a camp darling that comes out, you know, the, the, the sleeper guy that was an, an undrafted free agent or a guy that maybe he's coming off the practice team. Where do you see any surprises coming off with the Broncos? Because it looks like we're pretty much set on defense. Our offense has, you know, we have a couple of, Question marks. We'll see how Cortland responds from his injury. We got Jerry Judy, who's, who, who everyone's talking about in camp, saying he's just, he's just tearing it up. And you got the running back situation, which is a healthy situation with Melvin Gordon and Williams, as you mentioned, the running back out of North Carolina. The, the Broncos moved up in the second round to get. So you, obviously our quarterback battle is going to be something that we're going to keep an eye on uh, closely. But as far as a camp darling, any sleepers you might uh, want to tell our listeners about that we should take a look at and maybe uh, look out for? Well, I would say Albert Okuebunam. We saw a little bit of flash last year when he got some regular season action before his ACL injury against the Atlanta Falcons kind of derailed him a little bit. But uh, he put together a really strong offseason last week. He, Eric Saubert, and Drew Locke were uh, throwing. They were having some throw sessions on some local high school fields. Uh, And Albert Okuebunam looks the part. He's big, he's physical, and he's super athletic. And the Broncos, you know, they've had some issues the last couple of years in the red zone. He might be that perfect option to have success in the red zone, specifically if the defense is focused on trying to take away guys like Cortland and Jerry. Uh, he's going to be one of those guys I think will find himself open against some linebackers and some one-on-one matchups or in between the soft spots where the safeties will sit in the back corner of the end zone. Uh, you know, He's a guy I think Broncos fans should really keep an eye on. But also, too, keep an eye on Austin Ford. And one of the storylines is tight end three for the Broncos this year. Ford is fully healthy. Uh, you know, Obviously, he in 2019 – Suffered a torn ACL in the Hall of Fame game against the Atlanta Falcons. Just a freak play uh, coming down after a reception from Drew Locke. Uh, He is fully healthy. He's ready to go. And he was arguably, and we talked about this at camp, he was one of the most impressive players back in uh, 2019 for the Broncos. So maybe he can find a a role for himself here as tight end three. Keep an eye on him uh, and Albert Okwebunam. Uh, that's, uh, that's stuff you only get from Cody Rourke right there because Albert O is a guy that I was very high on. And of course it was the pass interference call against Albert O uh, that set up the touchdown, the winning touchdown pass to KJ Hamler 
on the yep. Broncos' most memorable game of last year, the Chargers comeback. So I think Albert O was almost uncoverable that game, if I remember. I, he had two or three targets. I think he also had a diving touchdown catch <laughs> in another game where he had to get up and really come down in the end zone with very little room. He's, he exhibits the skills, but let's talk about the other skill position players that I think are not in the, you know, they're definitely the, the guys that I'm counting on. Jerry Judy, ESPN ranks him the number two breakout candidate of the entire year. Now, that's a big statement from a big company for a guy like Judy. But receiver is a quarterback is, is kind of a dependent position. And how many receivers are handcuffed by bad quarterback play? Judy had led the league in targets. Uh, the quarterbacks threw the ball so far off target he couldn't get the ball at all what is going to happen because i think there's a connection already developing between bridgewater and judy does that set bridgewater uh up for kind of to have a little advantage i mean or is that stuff that's still got to be played out to camp in camp i think it's a little bit of both you know they had some good rapport throughout mandatory minicamp and otas but you know the reality is is we know that with Teddy Bridgewater, the common criticism for him, the quarterback, is he needs to be able to take some shots downfield a little bit more than he does, right? Rather than playing it safe. You know, he, he did tell us, though, that he feels like that is an area of his game that is often overlooked, uh, and he's usually known as a guy that's going to take what the defense gives him. But now with how NFL defenses play, they're going to play everything deep. They're going to force the, you know, the opposing offense to throw it short, and then they're going to rally and tackle. And and you know why I think that the Broncos have guys that are very capable of yards after the catch. You have to take some uh, shots downfield with guys like Corlin Sutton, Jerry Judy, guys like K.J. Hamler. You can't just play it safe. And I think that's where Drew Locke probably has the advantage over Teddy right now in this competition, entering camp at the least. Uh, but, you know, we're going to see in preseason really how things formulate. Now, Jerry Judy, his ability to get open is there. There were obviously, uh, you know, various catches last year that he dropped that, you know, were – you know, I think concentration drops. And, yes, there were some times where the quarterback didn't throw him in a good position, uh, but also I think that's just something that needs to continue to be worked out. I think that Jerry's in for a really big season this year with the return of Corlin, with the return of Tim Patrick, with K.J. coming back, being healthy. And, you know, you have tight end, you know, no fan, Albert Okwebunam. I mean, the Broncos have so many options. So I don't know if necessarily one guy is going to see so much productivity to, to the point where you have like three receivers with 1,000 yards. If that were the case, I mean, you might be creeping up into uh, 2013 Broncos offensive territory there. But uh, I think that the opportunities that these players will have on the offensive side of the ball, specifically at the skill player position, I think it's going to open up a lot of opportunities for a lot of guys. And, and the hope is that the quarterback, whoever it may be, can capitalize on that and hit them when they're open. Last one for me, Cody. Uh, obviously, the hot topic right now going into training camp three days away with the Denver Broncos is the vaccine. A lot of players are <clears throat> publicly saying they're not going to do it, and some coaches have been let go because of that decision. Where do you stand on uh, the vaccine in the NFL? And, how, and, I want, and I wanted to ask you, where are the Broncos at? I mean, I know like Alexander Johnson, a guy we did an event with recently, Said he's not doing it. He doesn't. He doesn't believe Broncos. it. The Broncos. Eighty-five percent of the players. Yeah. Eighty-five like percent of the players. 85%. Okay. Thanks, Doctor Nakin. It's Doctor Nakin from R2 Medical Clinic. Where do you stand on this uh, hot topic? I guess you want to talk about uh, Cody. Well, you know, this is a, this is an interesting dynamic, right? When you look at the NFL, the NFL PA, um, I think that is heavily incentivized for players to get vaccinations. Obviously, we know this week the NFL came out and they said, hey. If a game has to be canceled due to an outbreak, then, uh, you know, players won't get paid. And it'll count as a loss for the team where the outbreak occurred. And if it, that team where the outbreak occurred is unvaccinated or where the majority is unvaccinated, 
I mean, I think it creates a, a lot of issues. There's a lot of frustration. I mean, it even created some talking points from guys like DeAndre Hopkins who said that it may not even be worth playing. And, you know, obviously we know the whole Cole Beasley thing. You know, at the end of the day, you know, for me personally, I'm vaccinated. I've known people personally that have been affected by this virus, and, and it is nothing to play with. And, and I understand also people's reasons to be skeptical. Uh, but the reality is if we want to get to a point where we can enjoy – being outside, being you know in, in crowds, having seventy six thousand roaring fans at Empower Field a mile high, I think this is something everyone has to take an interest in. Now, obviously, there's medical conditions, there's religious beliefs, and I think that the NFL and, and people in general need to respect that for these players. Um, but outside of it, I think that the common consensus, for the most part, of the Broncos organization, every coach is vaccinated. There, there's no worries there about any coaches not being able to to coach this upcoming season. All the Broncos coaches have gotten that. I think a lot of people have forgotten last year. Ed Donatel, he got really sick, and it was very concerning at one point with how sick he had gotten. And a lot of players saw that, and, and they know that. And so I think that people understand the value, the importance of it. Um, but at the end of the day, if, if you want to be able to avoid some of these issues, you have to follow some of these organizational procedures that the NFL has set forth. And so it'll be very intriguing to me to be able to see how things go. But players that aren't vaccinated, they're going to have to go through the same daily testing process that they did last year inside the team facility versus players who are you know, completely vaccinated. They're more open to be able to do things on a normal level inside the team facility. So um, I think that you know, there's a fine line between two. There's so much ambiguity still, gentlemen, about how it may play out once the NFL regular season happens. Well, it's just amazing as usual. We so much appreciate you, and we so look forward to having you on our team throughout the NFL year. You can year. have a bunk bag hey, out, in about, Yeah, he does. But hey, in about 30 seconds, man, tell everybody a little bit about what you've got going on. Yeah. You've also got your own stuff on every Sunday morning prior to the final word. I believe you said 9 to 10 a.m. You'll have your podcast, and then hopefully you'll be able to come on over and join us at 1140 and talk some NFL throughout the year. Yeah, we're staying really busy. The NFL season's fast approaching. We'll have Locked On NFL Sunday, which is a national pregame show on all the Tegna markets all across the country, uh, breaking down all the action with the local experts on the biggest stories leading up to kickoff. Uh, you know, it's all football talk, no fluff, none of these crazy talk shows that you see in the mornings. People get an actual pregame show, so we're going to do that. And then we're going to obviously be here on the final word leading up to kickoff Bam! on Sunday. So very excited, gentlemen. Thank you so much for having me. I always appreciate both of you, and uh, can't wait to see you guys. Hey, man, we'll be out there, and I know the mudslides have kind of got you kind of a little concerned, so I'm I hope stuck. they don't. I know, man. He, the guy, I'm like, you coming to training camp? He's like, I was till there were mudslides in Glenwood. Now I'm not sure. So, hey, I know yeah, you can I'm, get around the, they the Craig. They reopened that, Joe. Did they reopen yeah, they it reopen now? It, yeah. I believe they are reopening it is what Alex has said. Yeah. But mm-hmm. we'll double check that, Cody. We'd love to have you out there. And hopefully we see you out there this week and we can spend some time with you, man. Uh, you're a great guy, man. And, and we love being part of the team with you. Absolutely, gentlemen. Thank you so much. Appreciate you. Happy Sunday. Yes, happy Sunday. The NFL is back, and so is Cody Rourke. He never left, but you're going to get him uh, the best Twitter handle that I know for NFL information. He just really knows the nuts and bolts of talking about the game, Joe. That's what I love about Cody. He doesn't sugarcoat it. He just tells you what it is. He doesn't work for the Broncos. He works for Cody Rourke. That's right. I I love it, man. Hey, when we get back, a guy who works for Pete Kia, but we think he maybe should run the Broncos, that's Sean Simpson. He's the sales manager down at the Littleton organization. And I will say this. 
be ready for what he has to say. If you have a used car right now, they want it, whether it's through trade or consignment. And there's some red-hot deals that are going to close out the summer at Peak Kia. Plus, we'll get Sean's take on the Denver Broncos this year, all when you come back to the final word with Joe Rico and Alex Ramirez on 98.1. Presented to you by Ted Shee, attorney at law, Mile High Sports.